boggles my mind and this kind of brings it back to the book topic we were discussing not too long ago. So now I teach math, but as a high school student, like I am. And again, this is another issue and entirely, but like the curriculum, if I stayed in CP, I don't know where what especially for Chad, I don't know what you call your regular standard English courses versus your honors or AP, but we also have, I, we, I went to an IB school, international baccalaureate. So we had IB English, but yeah, those are the same. The, for on, us. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I never know, but I'm like comparing, I was just like, and I don't know if they do it on purpose. Like I am so glad I went to the honors courses because it gave me books that now for some reason are deemed problematic. So like, for example, Lord of the flies, like I thought that book was very interesting. I learned so much about it. And as a 10th grader for extra credit, because we were doing 1984, we were also given a list of other authors from that era that were criticizing government and all that kind of stuff and the way that society was running at the time. So this comes as a shocker. and There might be some provocation from with this. But as extra credit, my 10th grade teachers, here's a couple of books, read it. And I was just like, I don't think under normal circumstances, I would have read Atlas Shrugged by Anne mm-hmm. Rand. No, and that book, was, that was 10th grader me did it for extra credit because it, it was a it was a Christmas break project. So I decided to do. Listen, I was right. an over I was an overachiever in high school. <laughs> Clearly nerd. I'm just going to read War and point, Peace over the weekend. <laughs> but the point being is that I had I not taken those honor classes, I wouldn't have been introduced to a lot of books. So there is that like a passage to India, the sound and the fury, even international books like Ficciones, Othello. I'm just like, it frustrates me because these variety of books that I read opened me up to discovering and researching, learning about the historical contexts that these things were written in. And it sucks because I am noticing that a lot of my students don't have that historical context because I don't understand when parents got so afraid to teach them the historical implications of everything that it was. And I'm just like, so we have a problem with. Fair High 451, 1984, even some of the newer books, too. See, a couple years ago when the movie came out, too, because I had read the book first, I remember there was such a hot debate about some of the newer young adult novels that students were reading. Like the biggest one I can remember, at least in my area, was when The Hate You Give came out as a movie. Love the book. The movie was a great, though I had Putting on from a film critique lens, I think there were some things they could have done better with it. But overall, yeah. I thought it got the general message of what the author wanted to get across in the movie. And the book was fantastic. Parents were in an uproar because kids were reading it and doing research on like the movements from the history, like the Black Panther movement or civil rights movements and things like that. I'm like, why are we so afraid to have students investigate all that? I'm like, it was a part of history. I was like, come on. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. And call me the conspiracy quack, but I'm just going to be real about it. Jim Crow laws exist for a very specific reason. And it was not to separate. It was to subjugate. Jim Crow laws were to keep things in a de facto slavery, de facto the white man still on top, the white man still in charge. You, so how do you subject, subjugate a people? 
You don't teach them. You don't educate them. You keep them from reading. You keep only the certain amount of people who can vote and have influence and power. So you can, oh, you can vote? Yeah, but you have to pass this test. That white man didn't have to pass the test, but you have to pass the test. Oh, you want to own some land? Oh, I'm sorry. That land's only available for this person. You subjugate a people by taking away their knowledge, which is exactly what Ray Bradbury warned us of. You subjugate a people by taking away their knowledge. You get rid of the key to knowledge. They can't access it. And so we don't want them to learn about the history of slavery and how ugly it really was. We don't want them to learn about the daughters of the Confederacy and how they plant the statues. And we don't want them to learn about the history of how we came to name all of these bases and these other things off of Confederate people. We glorify and romanticize the antebellum South, and that's still a thing. And now you have people who are just completely confused on the history. And now it's even worse. Don't learn applicable math and science. Don't learn applicable English skills and history and all these other things. And what do we see across the board in standardized testing for the past 20, 30 years? Minorities stay the minority. Scores stay the same. We've maintained the status quo. And anytime it starts to shift, they change the scoring guides. They change the tests. Why? Because it's about subjugation. Call me a conspiracy theory. Give me a tinfoil hat. But I stand by what I said. No, I completely agree with you on that idea. That's how you subjugate them. And on the same side is people don't realize we'll go tinfoil hat on the side is that you're this is where you continue to subjugate. But can people be as openly critical? Can they I say critical, but can they be openly as that's racial as they were in Jim Crow South for when segregation wasn't there. They can't be. They've got to do it a little bit. So how do you continue to not have that conversation? We don't if we don't teach it, then the kids don't have to ask about it. The kid if the kids don't ask about it, then the people don't have to sit there and explain it. And so when you got mom, at why was this happening? Excuse me, Mr. or Mrs. as the teacher. Why did this happen? Nobody wants to heal that true answer answer of why people did what they did back then. Mm-hmm. Is that hurt? You've got to look backwards. You've got to look internally and go, you know what? Our history comes from a point of really crappy things. Really crappy. Yep. That's, I know what that is diminishing it down to the utmost degree, but they're really crappy. It, but that's what it was, is we have to look at the ugly, the nasty, that... That horrid history of ours. Look back and go, you know what? We've come from a large place. And I always use it as a place to where we look at the worst to become better than we ever were. Really is what needs to be done. And that's just the racial like topics that history has brought up, like racism, prejudice, all that good stuff. I don't even want to get into the conversation when you take that and put it over the lens of the LGBTQIA plus issues that went on through history like the stonewall riots or even and again i might be the only one because i am part of the community but like i didn't learn about any of that until i became an adult in college i'm like why was this not in my history books like i i'm like i feel like the stonewall riots maybe not as on a grand of the scale and world changing as some other things that are covered in history but they're just important as to the foundations of where we are now as a society like Mm -hmm. stonewall 
or even talking about what happened in Wyoming with the Matthew Shepard murder all those years ago. That is a landmark of an event. I'm like, why is I don't know. Nobody wants, to, nobody wants to answer. Nobody wants to have to okay. a- answer that question of why this came about. It's a, that uncomfortable thing is calling the baby ugly when it's ugly. Nobody yeah, wants we, to do that. And we do have to learn to start asking the questions. I, personally, I am a patriot. I served my country. I love this country. I know how flawed it is, though. And I stand by that. So I'm so sick and tired of hearing the founding fathers, the founding fathers, the founding fathers. Yeah, let's talk about them. Let's talk about them. Let's talk about our Christian founding fathers who were mostly deists. And let's talk about how they just glossed over slavery so they didn't have to deal with it. Why? Because they were holding to their own slavery. They're holding to their constituents. They're holding to... So here we are in this country being established for freedom, but you had people that weren't free. We don't want to talk about it, though. Why did we have a don't ask, don't tell policy in the 90s that continued on up until the 2020s? Why? That, we've got to ask the question why, but we don't want to. And what's happening now is really projection. Let's make it so that nobody asks the question why. And if you do, we'll just attack you, get you kicked out of that classroom. We'll, get you, we'll attack you. You shouldn't be asking the question why. Because many people who want to answer or who want to ask the question aren't ready for the answer. And then the teachers who are, or teachers, the people who are put in charge to answer those questions have no idea how to answer it. And that's why they kick them out is you got, it's a general mix. And then you get the stubborn assholes, like the four of us who are going to ask the fucking questions because we're ready for the answers. We probably already know the answers in some aspects, depending on the situation. So we're going to ask it. Now, I, I, one of the things that I teach you as government, and I had kids ask us, why did they bypass it? Why did they not answer that question, our founding fathers? Why did they not deal with that issue? I told them right now, it was more important to them to get it past the southern states than it was to answer it. It was more important yep. that they got this country started. And now, don't get me wrong, you had, country, you had states like Vermont that abolished it immediately. Right. It was one of their first acts as a state. You had states that did do it, but there was a lot that they knew that they were never going to get it past the southern states. And, of course, you had to get total ratification to get these things changed. And it was not a hot priority for them because they knew that it was more important to have it as an economic action than it was to do about freedom. Was freedom of a tenant? Yes. What was more important to them at the time? And that's something that people go, oh, shit. I said, but you have to be able to sit. We have to look at it critically. We, right. It's like we get rid of the idea of, God forbid, we look at something, try to find the root cause to it. Let's just find what makes it sound like it's okay and then gloss over it versus right. getting kids to think. Actually, yeah, getting kids to think versus just accept. They want that mindset of, okay, just listen. I'm going to tell you what it is. This is the this is the gospel. Move on. Yeah. We need thinkers in this world. And we oversimplify things. So what you're talking about is the absolute truth. That doesn't dive deep into who they were as people, but they had to figure out a balance. How do we get everyone to agree to this one thing so that we can move forward as a country? They knew that the slavery issue was going to come to a head at some point. 
they knew it was gonna it was gonna be bad down the road, but we never would have got started. But if you say what you just said now to most people, you're gonna have an even divide. You're gonna have people who say, "See, they were totally not racist," and you're gonna have the other side that comes out and says, "See." They were just a bunch of racists. It's more nuanced than that. You've got to think critically, but we don't want to think critically as a society. And we have been so divided along Republican and Democrat lines that they affect how we, they affect our faith. They affect everything. You get, oh, you want to be a, a, like in the South and during the civil rights movement to be Christian meant white and pure white and believe exactly what the church taught you and follow and toe in line with the Republican Party and things along those lines. Uh, not much has changed, man. No, not much has changed. <laughs> and people want to throw around the term indoctrinate. I was just like, okay, let's take a step back and actually look at this because I'm about to go off. So you're looking at us educators, us teachers, and you're saying that we're indoctrinating your children because they're starting to ask questions or I have students looking into these issues themselves. Now, granted, when they do, I try to point them in the right direction so they can get actual information and not biases. So I'm like, any institutions, all that stuff, if they damn, I'm going to point them in the right direction. Though, if they, they say, did you? And be like, no, they're just being curious. They're being what a child's supposed to do. Ask questions and be critical thinkers. And you Society is telling us that we're indoctrinating our children. Let's flip it back. You're indoctrinating your children to forget the dirty bits of history of this country. You're indoctrinating them into not asking questions and to be subservient and to be conformed into what you want them to be. The education system as it is set up, and I love what I do, so some people are going to take this as misconstrued. I don't care. It seems that our profession now is being told that we need to make robots instead of actual thinking individuals. And it frustrates the hell out of me because I'm like, if we don't teach our students to be critical thinkers and to try to take a look at the nuances. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, there is a thing called the gray area for a lot of this. And that's OK. You don't have to be either or you can have strong feelings towards one. But you have to critically think about everything that is involved in it. But no, like I said, people don't want to do it. So if you want to throw around the word indoctrinate families, administrators, society, how about you all take a look in the mirror and ask that question to yourself? Because I, for one, am sick of you telling me that. Sorry for make, me wanting to make your student a productive citizen a society. I don't want productive citizens. No, no, they want sheep. Factory work. Because if they wanted kids to actually go out there and use that gray matter stuck between their freaking ears, a test would not be administered multiple times a year to gauge, do you know this fact in this way, in this way only? Hmm. I was listening to some guy a while ago about standardized testing. Some of y'all may have heard of him. That guy <laughs> <over there. Yeah. coughs> this guy over here. I wonder who he could be talking about. <laughs> Shit, I don't know anybody who talks Garrett. about it. Damn it. You, you know, you're talking specifically about this. <laughs> Sorry. Fuckers. I know we're joking about it, but shit, man, like, no, but we wouldn't true. be here. Yeah, exactly. It's true. They want to judge everybody up on how well they can climb a tree. That's great if everybody was a freaking squirrel. Not everybody's a freaking squirrel. Mm -hmm. Some people just want to be a boop noodle. 
I would like to be that. I want to be the wacky wavy armband thing. Yes. yes. Wacky wavy inflatable armband. Wacky wavy inflatable armband. I had a student come back and visit me, a graduated student from my early college high school. He did not get his associate's degree. He did not. He took some college classes during his time because he was in an early college, but he's not going to college. He went into HVAC. Um, nice. And he's getting a certification and he's already interning and just interviewed for a job paying him $31 an hour out the gate. And Damn. I said, good, because I remember in your freshman year of high school telling you, hey, college is only for some of the people in this room. Some of you trade school, some of you military, Oof. some of you Don't entrepreneurship, on <laughs> you have to choose your own path based on what it is you want in life. If you want to be a civil servant, you want to serve as a firefighter, police officer, something like that. Great. If you want to be a social worker, you're going to need a degree. You want to be a personal trainer. You don't need a degree in kinesiology. But it might serve Else. you to get a business management degree. And if you want to be a PE coach, then that degree in kinesiology might be beneficial. So there's yep. more to it. But what do we want? Everybody has to have a bachelor's in business. The fuck is that? Ooh, can let's dive into that messy topic. So I remember, and for you might think this was only yesterday because you're still in their 20s. But yeah, I, I'm going to pull that card. Sorry, gentlemen. But the point being... I remember that college was so hammered in and shoved down all of our throats while we were in high school. And I was already planning to go to school, but I was just like my with my students now, it's like, hey, Mr. Laguilla, was college worth it? I was like, in some regards, yes, because I did learn a lot, especially when I got to my classes that I took for my major, because that was specifically on the interest that I wanted to. Lord knows why they decided to hire a math somebody to teach math who has their degree in psychology. Who knew? But, you know, <laughs> the point being. I told them I was like for my major. Absolutely. Yes. For everything else. Absolutely not. Would I still do it again? Probably. But I tell my students, I'm like, listen, college is not for everybody. It is no. only for some of you. And I need people in power to one. Just hold college, the service, going into the job force immediately after graduation in the same regard as people saying you need to go to college. You don't need to go to college. You can still be productive in different avenues. Don't feel that if you don't go to college, you're not going to be productive. I also need, and this is just a minor thing, if you want us to go to college, then how about y'all make it a little more affordable? And especially for those of us that I have more are less pigmentedly challenged than some of our counterparts. Why don't you make it more affordable? Cause the Lord knows I had to sell my arm, leg, kidney, and part of my soul to make my way for my undergrad. And I'm still paying for it to this day. That's why I didn't get a good. That goes into, I didn't have a soul. Okay. Got it. <laughs> but you gotta remember that goes into the whole idea. They want that drone. They get you into college. They want you locked in. Cause they, look, they like that debt. They yes, like that debt. That's that new form of slavery. Is that you were locked into that debt for the rest of your life. Your credit score is locked in. Is rated how much debt. Not how well you pay that debt. It's how much debt you can continue to maintain and operate at a functional level. That is, yep. that's what they want. Yep, Say they is that proverbial, that proverbial, that, that they, they want you locked in. They want you to go to school. They want you to hook that debt. Because how has education changed so much? 
that you now need to, what used to be able to be paid on a part-time job while going through college is now being maintained at you need a six-figure debt the day you graduate with your bachelor's, yeah. right? And Chad, you met him in the, you knew him in the service. Tell me that you did not have some of the smartest guys without degrees. I had a guy who spent his days 40 feet underground m- managing a security. He was the controller. Dude had two masters, three bachelors, and was working on his doctorate all within his first six years of service. Damn. He just grinded out. He's yep. he, There he sat as an enlisted staff sergeant working on his doctorate with two masters and I think it was like two bachelors. Yeah. And that's a reality for a lot of people. There's... There really is one reason I went into the military. I didn't have any options. And I'm looking at, okay, I, if you look on the outside, look at my skin color, you'd think I should have the options, but I had no options. And so I went into the military and that's how I paid for my master's, for my bachelor's degree. Now I wanted a master's degree for me to elevate my position in education. I had to get a master's, but guess what? I couldn't afford it. So my district reimbursed me. Now I am in what, and I joke about it all the time, but it is the reality. I am an indentured servant to my district. Yep. I cannot leave until I pay off what they've reimbursed me for. And that I'm telling you is how it works. So you want free college in this country? You can get it. Go in the military, you can get free college. Pell Grant will pay for a, Pell Grant will pay for a lot of things and certain other grants that are available out there. There are a lot, but you really have to work for it, but you're going to be, Sir, you're subject. You're going to be subjected to someone. Yes. Unless you are the elite class. And so it's going to maintain that status quo. And now it used to be a handful of people you knew had degrees. Now, every the Starbucks barista's got a master's degree. The firefighter's got a master's degree and working three jobs. The teacher's got a PhD and, and tenured and is still working three jobs, roofing on the weekends, got an OnlyFans page for crying out loud. Seriously, we are beholding to society, and that's what society wants. Society don't, wants you to be here. Don't ruin our second job. Yeah, I mean, go to beautifulfeet.com to find out what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, that that's was you? Calling. <laughs> uh, awkward. Your toenails looked on Fleek Street, Chad. Go to beardslide.com. Don't think so I wouldn't. The, Don't think I wouldn't. It's I just know. Bloody pictures of my beard. <laughs> <laughs> like we joke about it, but holy Cowboys shit, fan, like, Cowboysfans.com and it's Mike and Ashless Chaps. Uh-huh. Just, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. I don't care who you are. Shave the chest, the chest chair, chest hair into a star. Hess chair. Hess chair. Hess chair. Yes. He's barbacoa. The barbacoa. He's got tapatio on it. Oh my. We joke about it, but like I, and I won't put them on blast, but there are teacher friends that I know that have second jobs. And we joke about OnlyFans, but I'm holy crap, you guys. Like, Did you hear about the teacher who's now a millionaire? She quit teaching and she's a millionaire now from OnlyFans. We're not that pretty. That's the problem. I yeah, we're not, not even really fucking close. But oh, sprinkle some tahini on my beard and I think I could get hey, some. Oh. I play music in the hallway <laughs> and randomly I selected a top forties station on Amazon music and it was just starting to play and I was like, all right, cool, that music. And I go back to my desk, it's playing before the bell first thing, and of course, what song pops up? Sam Smith, Unholy. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've never cleared my classroom fast enough. The other one side to the other to hit next on that dang speaker. Of course, who's sitting next is I've got three other teachers in the room next to him talking <gasps> to our speech language pathologist. She turns around, she goes, That's a stripper song. And I'm like, How do you know? <laughs> Many skeletons in your closet, bitch. <laughs> let's just go ahead and open the door on the right there, Bob, and let's see. Holy shit, look at the skeletons. <laughs> It's a pile. And of you should have seen the kids were dying laughing. I'm, I about fell over this bookcase. I leaped over desk. I'm like, oh, sh- I'm fired today. This is the day I get shit canned. Today's the day. I start when I first started playing music. This might be a little too old for Mikey, but it started playing Pony. Jenny. Yes. Yeah. You do know. You do know I was born in '93. You're still so young. You were listening shit. to music, but young I know what pony is, bro, because I had cultured parents. Okay, uh, they taught me the important bit. About three bars into that free song, I was like <laughs> running down the hallway. Whoops, little bitch! We can't even play certain music anymore. I was like, listen, your child is listening to X, Y, and Z out here. Calm down. I'll, I have a story though. It's so great. So I play music for because I have the sixth graders for homeroom at the beginning of the day before we switch classes. So like 15, 20 minutes. And so I always play. I have a thing where I play a song each day. They walk into the room and I post it onto the smart board. So if they want to research it, listen to it later, add it to Spotify, whatever. So my principal, I'm just during my prep period, I listen to my other playlist, which is just for me. <laughs> so my principal walks in. As oh my goodness, what was it? Yeah, it was Pony too. So I'm like listening to Pony. My principal walks in. I'm just like I just stare at her. She stares at me. I stare at her. She stares back at me. And then as soon as the chorus hits in, she just just because my classroom has two doors. She starts walking to the back of the door, and then she's like, "Hey!" And then walks out. I was like, "Yes." <laughs> that just reminds me of the I looked at him, and he looked, he looked at, me. at me. We had Tell a bird. So so fast. Just drops it low and the, your principal drops it low right next to a desk. Ugh! You're like, oh, that was, shit. that was the middle school. That, no, hey. this, that was the after party after the middle school dance. Oh, my God. We're having our first middle school dance this year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. These kids are like, I don't know who to ask. I'm like, you're in sixth grade. Shut up. What's I want to be on one side. The girls are going to be the other. The boys are going to be doing yeah. Fortnite dances and that's it. Bruh, I literally told my kids this. I said, okay, when I was your age, they're like, in the Stone Age? Yeah, fuck off. Boys would be on one side of the gym, girls on the other side of the gym, and never should the twain meet until one boy finally realized that he could say something. Yeah, Yeah. I showered today. And it took, like, the entire class, go talk to her, dude. Go ask her dance. Go talk to her, dude. Go talk to her. And then they're awkwardly... Then they're awkwardly gyrating slightly to like the most popular song. And then you got everybody still kind of spread, but then it's back to the walls. They think about it, think about it, think about it, think about it. Think, and then the lights come on. Nope. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. It's this is for the, this is so sidebar tangent. We're going to go over some tips for prom real quick. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Don't go. Yeah. I, didn't. I never went. Couldn't pay me to, sh- couldn't pay me to chaperone it. Fuck nope. you. Oh, chaperoning is one thing, but as a student going to prom, mm. listen, here's here is Mr. Laguillo's tips for prom. Gentlemen, why are, we, why are we talking about prom when we hope our students happened? don't fucking find this anyway? What the hell are we doing? How did we get here? I'm, how about better really? yet? Yeah, that's, that's a very valid point. And they won't find. 
my sixth graders find my YouTube page, but there's nothing on there. So I'm like, okay, go off. They won't find this one. We're okay. safe here. So Mikey's exercising his demons. Go ahead. We're here for you, man. Go for it. <laughs> Mikey How never got asked to plumb. He's trying to blow out your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, as long as the head don't spin, we're good. You spew some green shit. I'm out. I'm done. No, I'm no. Oh, we're yeah. I'll be like, no, we're out. All right. So really quickly, gentlemen, here's my tip to you for prom. So if you're going to go to prom, listen, if you don't have a date, it's not the end of the world. You want to know why? Because most girls, at least this is the ones that I went to school with, they don't care. They did it. They were just there with their girlfriends. And you want to know why? Go with the band and theater kids because they are the most inviting and loving. Also, don't be afraid. If you know any of your friends that are in the LGBTQIA plus community, go with them as well. Because why? Because if you can hang with the gays and the lesbians, you will be fine with the hetero women later down the line. Because for some reason, women find it hot that you know the gays for some reason. That's just me. Teach you how to dress. Who's that? Kid- and if you are rhythmically challenged, they will also teach you how to dance properly. Bullshit. They will teach Bullshit. you. Come- None of my gay friends <laughs> ever taught me how to dance. Then you don't no, have the right ones. I just laughed at you. But I will say I'm going to I'm a little pushback on the band and the theater kids. <laughs> yes, go with them. Yes, go with them. But not because they're the loving and inviting. Not my experience. They were the ones with the best weed. Oh, no, they have the good after parties. That's where you want. You're not wrong. They were the straight party holics. You know who was who was losing her virginity first? The band girl with I've got my tuba. Yes, you do, sweetie. Yes, you do. That's what they call it. American pie. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That was the most accurate film ever made. That was filmed live on location. No. Yeah. I mean, band camp was basically it. You get all these you get all these moods like John Hughes. No. Actress Club, that's an antiquated. That is the new idea what it comes to. You've got every little group and they all fit somewhere in there. You just got to find out who you are and how you operate. Yep. Find your people. Be a smooth operator. Really? You're going to go that far back? That's that. That hurt a little bit. I. (laughs) Wow. You guys then. I I didn't say anything. I was here for it. We're not negating that it's the song. It's just the fact yeah. that he's going to revert all that far back. Yeah, I, I am going to revert that far back. If you keep talking shit, I hope Dak Prescott breaks his leg today. Damn. All you right. hear this? That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's where Chad draws the line. <laughs> I hope Geno Smith takes off those shoes that make him look taller and has his rookie year performance. How about that? Uh, we're talking about sports. Let me tune out real quick. <laughs> sports. They're talking sports about ball. sports ball. Sports, sports ball. ball. Where they do the thing and then and get. Kick the field basket. Yes. <laughs> and okay. Yeah. I lose points because I'm like, sports okay, never. Mikey sports. in Vegas at Fremont at that new Cirque hotel with the hugest sports fucking room ever. He's going to be so confused, but he's going to be like, ooh, shiny. What happened here? Why is this place what it is? We're going to have to keep Mikey at a circus. He's going to be in the amusement park. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to like put bells on each other or something. Wait, oh, wait. wait. Where the f- Apple, oh, we're going to have to get those air tags and put them on the back of each other. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what we're going to do. Where where they come from? Machine Gun USA. <laughs> Rule number one, Mikey, you do not get into the cab with strangers. Okay. She doesn't love you or he. Nor does he. Yes, I was going to say that works. <laughs> Listen, oh, 
if anything, uh, I love it's like you where Mike can go. Lots of other tips, other Vegas tips coming up. All your, it's uh, never just $20. All your shots. Yeah, it's all never your just shots $20. Before you go. It's, yeah. There's always going to be a cover charge when you enter the club, so be prepared for You're that. Not buying, she, oh, you don't hey, buy her I, a drink. Here's what I learned. The obscure booking for like random shows might actually be the best one. So my wife and yes. I won like top level hotel. Like we had to climb a mountain. We finally got in there. Best live comedy show I've ever been to in my life. Nice. Yeah, the small stuff in the those are the best shows. Like going down to the Nugget. If you can get into the like the you go to the Nugget. There's a comedy show up there. I got to see the amazing Jonathan there. Oh, the amazing like, Jonathan at the Nugget is phenomenal. Yes. The Nugget, by the way, I'm sorry, best pool in Vegas. Talking about the internal one, the one that's... They don't have an intern. It's all like, it's all exterior, but it's they have two pools, three levels. So a big pool for everyone to be at, hot tub. Second level is all cabanas. And then the third level is the adults only that has day beds, cabanas. And then you got a slide that goes from the top to the bottom. What's cool about that is that slide goes right through a fucking shark tank. Oh, yes. It's so much fun. So what you're saying is we're basically planning when we go to Vegas together. Who's got this money? Who's got like third level money? Yeah. Bro, it's actually super cheap. It's super cheap to go up there for the day. The day. Look at him. It's all you can do is for the day. But it was like, I think my wife and I spent like 40 bucks for the day. I yeah. I start when I went now. to Vegas, I, I had to start up an OnlyFans just to pay for the <laughs> I thought I came across your page the other day, but I'm like, has not been active in a year. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was just to pay for the trip. And it, it was one time, and they were very gentle. <laughs> there was just videos of you, like, beard brushing everything. <laughs> I actually had people make those comments. I was like, okay, just, maybe just I won't make that joke again. Ooh. <laughs> I toyed Listen. with that idea at one time, and I put a photo up. A, a starting an OnlyFans? <laughs> Yes. I was like, how could I supplement my income? I was think I was straight thinking not teacher stuff by degrees, but like dad porn. It's like dude mowing the grass type stuff. I'm in Florida and no, get sweaty, all right. I was like, you know what you do? You get some Birkenstocks, you put some white socks on, take pictures of those bad boys, instant oh, yeah. money. Oh yeah. Sandals with the calf socks. I've got oh. Birkenstocks that I got in nineteen ninety seven oh, that are still my. functional. Just get a just do a video of you planning out everybody's vacation, like step by step. We're gonna go here and here. And like, oh, he's such a dad. Oh my god! Now, kids, when we get here, you're gonna have to remember to hold on to everybody's belt buckle because we can't get lost. Because if I lose you, I leave you. Okay, and we don't want to do that. <laughs> and we gotta you know grab you. You, she's your new mommy. In more ways than one. <laughs> Uh, Mike ran that one right off the rails. Attaboy, Mikey. I think think we've reached the end of the internet and found out that it's gross. (laughs) Thanks, Al Gore, you asshole. Well, we got to have some lighthearted moments because we've been super serious for the majority of this. It did get pretty serious for a while there. And if the four of us don't talk a lot of shit at some point, oh, shit, what right? kind of show is this? Something's wrong. Like, is Listen, if we fan? don't vent our frustrations and put it out in a podcast format, we're going to say it to the wrong person. And then we'll have one let a couple of us will have one less job down the line. True. Not wrong. Lady, oh, my goodness. Y'all already know the behind the scenes. But Lord, test my patience for the last couple of weeks with these students and just everything in general. I have a district visit tomorrow. Ew. 
our REJ team is showing up because they want to come to my room. I'm like, why? What did you do? (laughs) I am the, why are you coming to the clear teacher? They found your TikTok. Son of a (laughs) bitch. It's all going to happen. You got to ask your students, all right, which one of you snitched? (laughs) Which one of you motherfuckers said something? I gave up. I go to any district event and you're like, I saw your last TikTok. And I'm like, did you send it to the administrators? Because I'm just waiting for that call. <laughs> oh, no, I got that one last year. Oh, my to, gosh. Yes. I, forgot I, had to about promise, I had to promise not to make TikToks in school. And so I'm slowly rescinding that. <laughs> yeah, so am I. <laughs> but, then you're, but then you're making TikToks for your actual school. <laughs> Promises. Yeah, that's, that's, if you're allowing me to do it for this. And as I said, you'll see a lot of my stuff really started to tone down my non-teacher stuff just so I can get away with it because it was, to me it was a outlet yeah fair, fair. and I needed that me- I needed that and then when that's happened I, I got funky for a bit I was like you know what my cre- I had a creative outlet and now it's not there and yeah so I slowly oh, let me just make a little one I'm not showing anything else in the school usually my little cubby by my desk but I'm never showing students. I'm gonna not. I'm limiting my not. Sw- I'm actually not limiting. I'm trying not to swear at all in any of my videos, just so I can play nice and do that. And hell, I hope I can get top five rated for Bay County School District's Teacher of the Year, and that way they they really can't say anything to me. There you yeah. go. You got to play the game sometimes, man. Which, yeah. by the way, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nicely done. Oh yeah, man. Done. I mean, despite the fiasco with the peppers, you really came through. <laughs> you ended up on a high note with that one. Yeah, yeah, I tried. It's not I'm where just, you start. Him touch his eyes, and I'm just scared every time this fucker touches his <laughs> eyes. Now, yeah, he's gonna, so, up, he's gonna be turning up like a lot of Yorona, and he's just gonna be bleeding. Nah, you know what? See, I will tell you, nowhere near the chili has gotten me. And it was with a student that had came to class, and they're like, my eye itches. I'm like, oh, get away from me. Going up with a little freaking pink eye in the school. My eye itches. Oh, God. We, we don't want to talk. Oof. Pink eye is. Uh. Nope, not going there. Nope. nope. On that note. And that not- note, ladies and gentlemen, Karen, we hope you enjoyed the fucking ride, goddammit. Now get out of hey, our taxi Karen. cab. Gentlemen, this was great as always. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Unprofessional Development. What will we talk about next time? Who the fuck knows? I don't care. Just like but our lessons, there are no plans. Indeed. <laughs>